This is a HeadGum Podcast. You or Jayla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Hey. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And it's Thursday, so that means people are angrily beeping outside my apartment. <laughs> and people are angrily calling 619 Who Them. Um, so it's time to answer some of your questions and, you know, cater to some of your comments. Um, is that all? Is this was that was that your way of just saying let's get into the calls? Or do I you mean, have unless you have, say? well, do you have anything else to say? I clearly don't. I you usually do. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. You usually do, and I'm just like, let's get down to business. And you're like, what did you do the other day? Think, please. What are you up to? Hold on, I'm trying to think, and I don't think there's anything else to say. I saw Who in the Wild yesterday. I told you about this. <laughs> See, but there's you, like, something. Didn't care. There's something. See, good. You saw someone from that show that I don't care about. Love Sick, the one that used to be called Scrotal Recall. Scrotal Recall. Yeah. I've loved um, Love Sick since. And you were it was texting Shawnee about Recall. it, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Shawnee has a has a major crush on the main guy. His name is Johnny Flynn, which I didn't even know. I had to look up. He was also in that movie with Anne Hathaway where he played guitar, like he was her Song love interest. One song one um and he was at the coffee shop the other day and we definitely made eye contact which coffee shop it was playground i was there all day oh it was playground and um and he but he had a baby with him so i was kind of like i can't really like do anything (laughs) what were you gonna do what were you gonna do (laughs) had he not had a baby would you like have like given him your number would you been like hi 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 hello no and i uh, no and i and i wanted to say like i like your work but it's weird like like it's you can't really say anything and also you know it was just weird he was calling his bank so i like overheard some like kind of maybe he was just like i guess he was asking about overdraft fees (laughs) oh oh my god (laughs) you're just going i was not expecting that but also it was like I just, I recognize his voice first, so that's why I heard overdraft fees. It wasn't like I was listening. It's just, I was listening to him talk, and I was like, oh, this accent's, like, very hot. Like, who, this accent? And then I was like, why do I recognize his voice? And then I realized it was him. And he's asking about overdraft fees. Overdraft fees can affect anyone, Everyone, Lindsay. yeah. I'm not accusing okay. you. Okay, I just feel like you're being assumption. very rude to this person I don't know. <laughs> um. First of all, you made the assumption I was just telling you the facts. That was the facts. Anyways, what a hunk. Uh, what a hunk who's got some overdraft fee problems. Um, before we move on, we had a caller, not even a caller, an emailer contact us. This is one of my favorite with, <laughs> with, things. I His just name love, is Will. So in case you didn't understand, like this this Cincinnati Nick Lachey thing has really messed with our brain chemistry. Like I'm bringing up Cincinnati more than I've ever brought up Cincinnati in my life over the past couple of weeks. Just Cincinnati. I just think it's funny. Anyway, so we're getting a ton of engagement um, also, which is hilarious uh, because it's Nick Lachey and Cincinnati and cable cars. But we got a really great email that directed But it's great us- because when we were talking about Nick Lachey and the cable cars, I, I had Googled Nick Lachey cable cars, Nick Lachey's voice. I tried to find, I really mm-hmm. wanted to hear his voice mm-hmm. announcing the stops. And so- I'm like an idiot. Will, this genius, was like, I occupy the very rare middle of the Venn diagram of Who Weekly listeners and transportation nerds. Mm-hmm. And he was small, able to basically- he knew that what people do often, and I kind of didn't even think of this, is that they just um, take footage of 
just the different types of transportation and name it like this one is called Cincinnati Cincinnati Bell C, which is just like the yep. name of the train and the route that it's on. Yeah. And in the videos, you can hear Nick Lachey stop, you know, with the... <laughs> He's like, Third now, Street, hello, Third Street. We'll play, we'll play for you right now. We'll play for you some examples. And they're great. They're great. Next stop, the 247 Telemarketing Station, 4th and Main. Cincinnati Bell Connector is now approaching the 247 Telemarketing Station, 4th and Main. Cincinnati Bell Connector is now approaching 8th and Main. It reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of that movie, The Station Agent. You seen the station yeah. agent? Uh-huh. Where uh-huh, he like they they love just watching they love trains and so they have like a club where they just watch footage people like right. the people take of trains. Right. It's YouTube cute. is like is like the perfect place for that too. It's oh, like yeah. hobbyists. But anyways, the best part is that he just found all the instances of this of amazing Nick Lachey announcements and um gave us all the links and we're gonna play them for you. And just this is just the number one reason to go to Cincinnati. Apart from that chili. That chili thing where they put the chili on the on the on the pasta? Yeah, but like you can get that anywhere. The spaghetti spaghetti chili? The spaghetti chili. Also, did you see how I snuck in a a, a, a low-key little Patricia Clarkson reference? Because she's the star of The Station Agent. Did you catch that? What if I my new it. thing is sneaking uh, in Patricia Clarkson I, references without saying the name? <laughs> You're just like, oh, uh, it is April. Yeah. It's April. Uh, it's a beautiful month. It seems like spring <laughs> is coming. <laughs> And I'm Her like, name Wait. isn't even April in it. Okay, let's let's sure, move on. But let's move on of to April. This, I would know next... is what I'm saying. Shh, 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 shh. Let's move on to the uh, the first comment call. Comment call. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I literally just had to pause this week's podcast to call you and say caffeine sensitivity is real. I'm legit allergic to it. If I drink more than like a decaf soda, I get shaky. My chest gets red. Like I like I'm allergic. I feel invalidated and attacked. So just know it's real. It's not a joke. Good for Bellathorn. Bye. For those of you who don't remember, this is this is a reference to Jack Antonoff's new girlfriend, uh, the artist Carlotta Cole, who claims to have a caffeine sensitivity, and we made fun of that. Um, and I guess we shouldn't have. Although I don't really I take love... it back because it's still funny. This is my favorite kind of call where it's like, you can tell she knows that her caffeine sensitivity is funny, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she has one. So like, she is kind of like playing both sides of the card mm-hmm. here. I'd like to see a, a a Jennifer Aniston film, like a drama about caffeine sensitivity in the vein of cake. <laughs> what would it be called? Just coffee? No, instead of, no, it could just be called cake. Like they just rebooted it and they, it's like, maybe this time cake will hit. Maybe this time cake will be a good movie. And instead of fibromyalgia, it's caffeine sensitivity. Because they're dizzy, because you know, they're diseases that people just like have to argue for, you know, where it's like, they have to defend themselves because people are like, I don't believe you. And although caffeine sensitivity, it's not a disease. Let's not actually conflate it with fibromyalgia. This is just a sensitivity. But still, people make fun of your uh, ailment. And that must suck, and I'm sorry for doing that. No, Java. Well, that's not a life I want to live. Next. You should not take this as an attack, but obviously I'm just saying this girl doesn't need caffeine in her life. I find that hard to believe. First call. Hi. So I was just looking at Instagram, and Yeezy Season 6 came out, and it's starring these, like, twins on that are, like, uh, Instagram famous. It's the Claremont twins, they have like 500,000 followers. 
Can you please elaborate? Who are they? And how are they in Yeezy? Love you, Yummy Pop Scarjo. Um, who who was I talking to? Steven? Uh we were waiting outside your apartment to get in for the Grammys party and he was it was very it was very typical Steven commentary. Um he referred to someone as like Instagram explore popular. And I was like, <laughs> I've never Stephen was never... to be fair, Stephen was one of the first people that was like you'd you'd look over his shoulder and he'd be in fully in his Instagram explore. And he, this happened more than once. Like not even in his own feed. He'd be in Instagram Explore. He prefers the Explore feed to his own curated feed, which I think is funny. And in a way, the Explore feed is curated. It's just curated by an algorithm that understands you. He's a true social media guru, that Stephen. That's he true. He really understands um, the future, which is not your feed. It's the Explore feed. But it seems like, yes, the Claremont Twins are Instagram Explore popular. They, they are probably in your Explore. They're like probably in your Explore. If you've looked at um, what we think you look at on Instagram, we know what you look at on Instagram. They're in your Explore. Who are they, Lindsay? My name is Shannon. I'm Sinead. And, and we're, we're the, the Claremont, Claremont Twins. Twins. If you look up bad bitch in the dictionary, you'll find the Claremont. You'll find me and Shannon. Two bad bitches. (laughs) So, well, she's asking because of Yeezy season. What's the season? Who even cares? Like, who cares? It's all like bike shorts and tank tops or whatever. Kim is helping Kanye, who is like, oh, I'm MIA, roll out the new Yeezy line by and having like she all did these it, and other... It, it, was a very, it was a very clever little move, though. Sure. She's having all of these other kind of like Instagram famous-y people, uh, women, like model the clothing and kind of like mock Kim. It's more of an ad for Kim than it is for Yeezy, but that's mm-hmm. fine. They have her like platinum blonde hair with the roots and whatever. And it's like Jordan Woods, who we've mentioned before. And mm-hmm. um. Um, who else? Um, Amina Paris, Blue. Paris Hilton just did it. Paris Hilton did. She was the big one. And it's ironic because, as you know, Kim used to be Paris Hilton's, like, assistant. So it's kind of funny. The tables mm-hmm. have fully turned Um, if they hadn't been turned already. And then there's these two twins that did it. And they're the Claremont twins. And everybody was like, oh, my God, more twins. And I was – I felt the exact same way. I'm like, more twins? Really? <laughs> more Haven't we twins. had enough? No offense to twins. There's just – there's, there's no too offense. many Instagram twins to keep up with. There are. Like, we – Kaplan twins already, like m- – you know, totally. What happened to the Kaplan twins, by the way? I mean, I think they emailed us and we never emailed back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. The Claremont twins. <laughs> the Claremont twins are sisters, duh. Um, and they come from, which is, this is my favorite thing, is that they're not like Instagram. They come from Bad Girls Club. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what made them famous. They, when well, was the they... last time you heard about Bad Girls Club? Been a while. Yeah, and it's still on. Bad Girls Club it's will never get on. canceled. As long as oxygen exists, like, yeah. we will have Bad Girls Club. And in case you're wondering what Bad Girls Club is, in case you, like, have been living God knows where, Bad Girls Club is where they take a bunch of bad girls and they put them in a house <laughs> and they are forced to live together. There's no point. There's no activities. There's no job. There's no competition. They're just bad girls in a house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always the same hideous house. They put these it's bad girls in this house, and they're just like, "Good luck." And they yeah. shut the door. They don't lock the door. And it's they like bring... the Bachelor. If there was no Bachelor, <laughs> you know, they're not fighting over anything or anyone. They're just like bad girls in the house. It's sort of like it's 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 they it's baking soda and vinegar. It's just they they put baking soda and vinegar in a house, and then like things will erupt. Right. They they put a bunch of like very bad girls in a house. Anyways, these two bad girls, the Claremont twins, actually got kicked out of the bad girl's house. 
Because the thing that the thing you have to, the thing you need to know about Bad Girls Club is that the whole point of going on Bad Girls Club is to like become famous for being like the baddest, the girl. baddest girl, <laughs> the baddest girl. And the so every girl. season they're trying the to one girl. up like their bad behavior, and it you occasionally like happens and fizzles. But every once in a while there's like good bad behavior that gets press coverage that gets on the blogs, and it's like, did you right. guys Bad Girls Club is still happening? And like this bad girl went fucking buck wild last night, and they were sort of the buck wild uh bad girls on bad girls club two or three seasons ago everyone hated them they threw their stuff out the window onto the ground and it was truly tragic yo these are my clothes no 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 this paint better be washable otherwise someone owe me two hundred thousand dollars okay okay we can play that game we can play that game my is all over the front yard, and I immediately take off my shoes. Like, I know that when I walk into this house, it's going down. They get home from being out one night, and like all like the other remaining bad girls are in like in the foyer of the building with their arms crossed, and they're like, welcome back to the house. And they notice that all their shit is on the front yard of the bad girls club house. And they're like, wait, this is my stuff. These are my shoes. These are my clothes. And they go inside, and it's just worse. And their stuff is strewn about everywhere. There's a bathtub filled with uh, a mixture of water and all of the kitchen condiments and they're like <laughs> bags and they're we like call, when i was little we called that kitchen soup you would make kitchen, kitchen soup, soup. And you just put everything in there one of the the bad girls is like they went up to their like bathroom and guess what like all their stuff was swimming in a pool of our kitchen condiments and it's like <laughs> what so since getting kicked off Bad Girls Club, they have like started to grow their own personal empire by creating a lingerie brand called uh, Mont Boudoir, I think. What does that mean? Like Boudoir Mountain? <laughs> Boudoir Mountain. Anyway, it's ugly. They showed at Fashion Week in some way. People don't really know. What's really funny is if you look at message boards about them, the consensus seems to be, oh, well, there's there's old footage of them that some uh, Bad Girls Club message board found from like 2000 where it shows them in high school. Uh, per- doing a, uh, a photo shoot for their fashion line that they made in high school and it's called the Pretty Girls Club which is very funny and like weirdly uh, like uh, uh, foreshadowing of their future anyway um, now they have their own fashion line they're trying to get back into design the consensus is that their family's super rich so it's like they have all this money they have all these like beautiful clothes they went to like design school the consensus they have like this like very rich family so they can sort of do what they want um and they always look good that's one thing they always look good they've people are you know talking about how they've had a lot of plastic surgery allegedly because their faces have sort of changed since being Uh on the show their instagram is wild it's wild yeah anyways it's always them wearing matchy matchy clothes and then holding their two rescue dogs um or naked at a mcdonald's drive-thru you know yeah, and that's pretty much it. And if you put a, if you would have just guessed out of the blue who these women are after seeing them, you would have been right. So now you know they're from Bad Girls Club. We should uh, move on. We now. can move on. I think they're really funny though. I followed them personally. Yeah, they're. Oh, funny. you did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. they're good. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Amanda. Long time, long time. Um, I just saw that they released the names of the celebrities in quotation marks who will be on Big Brother Celebrity Edition. Oh, my God. What a bounty. Uh, Brandy Glanville, Marissa Jarrett Winokur, uh, Ross Matthews, Mark McGrath, uh, a bunch of other people whose names I don't know, Omarosa. Oh, my God. It's going to be so wonderful. Uh, I thought that it was going to be a really lame lineup, and I guess technically it is, but it's also excellent. So I'm really stoked about it. 
I don't know if you guys are going to talk about who some of these other people are. It doesn't really matter. I'm just really excited and had to share that with someone. All right. Thanks so much. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. This is, this is I'm very also exciting. excited. I never, I never really care about Celebrity Big Brother, but I might, I might give it a watch this season. Yeah, I am. Um, I might be recapping it for Volter. Stay tuned. But it's good. I never watched Big Brother either. I thought it was too involved. Mm-hmm. And I also never got the point. Um, right. But I think I'm here for America's first foray into Celebrity Big Brother. Mm-hmm. The Omarosa thing kind of makes it a little bit the more Omarosa interesting, doesn't it? Took it over the top, and it was. It's really funny to see them. Like no other celebrity they could reveal after that is going to provide as much excitement or shock. So I remember seeing, they were showing all the commercials during the Grammys and it was like this week, like this year on Big Brother, we've got Omarosa. And then the next commercial that they showed, like at a later commercial break, the big name was Ross Matthews. And it's like, (laughs) no, you already, it's fizzled. It's done. We already have what we need. What's funny is that like there's no possible way they're in this house for 24 hours for you know the ca- cameras are everywhere. There's no way she can't not talk about being in the White House. Like there, mm-hmm. she can't avoid this. Unless, so unless there are weird NDAs, but that could be funny that she's talking about the NDAs too. Or, like they're well, talking about the NDAs. Knowing her, she'll whatever she'll mess up. So let's go through <laughs> the people on the show, right, okay. and see if we like know who they are. Um, um, the first one is... Ariadna Gutierrez. Do you remember her? She was the one that um, Steve Harvey... She was the like, fuck up. Yeah. The, she the was Steve the Harvey fuck up. Yeah. Uh, there's... I have to apologize. She was a Steve Harvey fuck up. She had like um, the one viral moment of fame. She was Miss um, Columbia 2014. We all so remember that. Yes. Then there's um, our fave and yours, Brandy Glanville, who was on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. Mm-hmm. She fun. came in 11th place. And How do you, you know place? her. That's another thing I don't. I don't really understand the rules. America you... kicks you off. America. America, America picks, picks you. you. But what are the yeah. what are they looking for in a winner? America? What? Are... Come on. What, what kind of question is that? No, but what are we looking for? Do If you start a fight, do we kick you out? If you start a fight, do we keep you on? It's up to you. It's just like being liked or not liked. Okay. Chuck Liddell, uh, do not know much about him. He's a UFC, UFC guy. Fighter. I recognize his face. I feel like he's done some Hollywoody stuff. He lives before. in Calabasas. Total sign of a who, though, so that's good. Yeah. Then we have James Maslow, who I'd never heard of, but somebody did call and was like so excited about him. He was in that band, Big Time Rush, oh, with yeah. Carlos like a, um, Pena Jr. Oh, yeah. They were like a, a Nickelodeon group, right? Yeah, they're terrible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> They're literally terrible. manufactured TV boy band, which is they're like truly terrible. Level. Keisha Knight Pulliam, uh, who was Rudy on the Cosby Show, that's going recently... to provide a lot of tension. Yeah, because she recently defended Bill Cosby right. publicly, which is a little bit controversial. Everyone loved Rudy, and then she grew up, and everyone was like, "Oh, Rudy, like so cute. Like, look at her now. She's a mom. She's so normal." And then she defended Bill Cosby, and people got furious. So. That's going to be a nightmare. Yes. Next is not Nikki Blonsky, uh, unfortunately. Aww. It's Marissa Jarrett Winokor, who played the Hairspray Girl. What's her name? God, who cares? Um, I don't know. I'm a little bummed it's not Nikki. Like, Marissa getting this over Nikki is, like, very rude. Um, next, we have someone who we predicted practically. Mm-hmm. Wild. We willed it into uh, casting, Mark Remember McGrath. Remember when we said Mark McGrath would do anything? Well, here you go. <laughs> Um, then we have the basketball player who renamed himself Meta World Peace. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He like made the news for a little while. Then Omarosa, Omarosa whose last name wonderful. I literally have never seen before. So never that's seen fun. It. Manigault. 
No. Then we have our fave and yours, Ross Matthews. Is he our fave? I don't know how if we decided. Well, Ross Matthews. Ross Matthews used to be someone I was irritated by, but recently endeared himself to me because of the whole Billy Eichner thing. Ross right, Matthews, because he we right he had a fight with Billy with uh, Billy Eichner and he won. came out on the Ross Matthews side. <laughs> that he won, and also like I'm just like. I, I'm not yes. like a stan of Ross Matthews. Sure. I just think he's good. I think he's a good guy. Sure. And then we have one of my favorite types of who's Shannon Elizabeth, who was naked in American Pie and famous for it forever. I mean, it is forever. wild how that's her only thing. She, also, her name is literally a porn star name. And I don't even know how that even happened with her. Like, she has one. Sorry. She's the funniest part of watching Love Actually, because she probably <laughs> dates that movie more than anything. Right, because you're like, this big, was supposed to get a good reaction, right, but the now The big it reveal that, like, the hot cousin, the hot cousin is played by Shannon Elizabeth, and that's supposed to elicit this, like, huge shock. But and, it doesn't like, even play. Uh, you know, a, a pool of drool. After seeing her, it just doesn't work in 2018. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very like wolf, the eyes popping out of your head and the tongue rolling out onto the floor. But no, it doesn't work anymore. At so, least not for this guy. No, it doesn't work. Had, well, did it ever work? But um, <laughs> for, for this guy. So who do we think? I mean, both people who don't really watch Big Brother and don't really know how it works. Who do we think is going to um, make it to the end? Do you think Omarosa will make it to the end because people want to keep her around? My gut is that Ross Matthews wins. And then Omarosa gets kicked off somewhere in the middle. Because I feel like people are going to want to keep her on as long as possible because it's like she's kind it's of the, the draw, draw. But I think something's going to happen. Like something might happen where maybe she quits, you know? She's Ross like, gonna be friends with everyone. Everyone's gonna love Ross. Oh my god! Like Brandy Glanville and like I could see maybe a Miss uh, Ariadna, uh, Miss Columbia could maybe take it. Brandy certainly won't. No one likes <laughs> Why do you her. Think that Miss Columbia because I'm, I'm thinking about people who could like slide in and just be like inoffensive. Like maybe Shannon Elizabeth is just inoffensive. Like no one I mean, will care. My number one question, and I'm a little bit like. I know this is going to be obvious, but, like, why aren't Spencer and Heidi on this list? Like, they, have a ba- they have a newborn. Yeah, but, like, I'm pretty sure they would have c- come with the newborn. Mm. Can you imagine? They also just started a new podcast. They're trying to build their brand. I'm just saying, I feel like this is, like, a r- r- an be, insult Lindsay, to they'll be in, They'll be in season two. If there's they'll a season two. They'll be in season two. two if this does well, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if this will catch on with, like, American cult. Like, I wonder if we'll care. I feel like we need more... Um, motivation and like stuff to do i don't know if we're gonna just love like i mean i guess omarosa will be the draw and then everything else will kind of fall into place yeah. i mean I'm, i mean it, it's it's draw enough for me to want to watch the premiere at least yeah which is yeah. big that's good if the premiere is good then you keep watching um next yeah. call is paddington to them if paddington one was obviously a who Good form, Balthorn. We have a call. We don't have much to say about this, so we uh, asked our friend Spencer to call in. So we're going to play his call now to explain this. Paddington 2. Okay, I got to talk about Paddington 2 because it is it is officially a them. Paddington 2 is, as of today, January 31st, the most long-standing, positively reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes ever. Ever. Let me give you a summation. I wrote this down. No spoilers, just some highlights. Paddington lives in London with Downton Abbey dad, who's an American who, but I will assume is a UK them. A mom, Sally Hawkins, who I would say is a them. And some kids. Uh, All he wants to do 
is by a birthday present for his aunt, also a bear, voiced by uh, Imelda Staunton, who is Umbridge in the Harry Potter franchise. Tremendous range. Uh, anyway, in comes a truly shining performance from Hugh Grant as a down-and-out has-been actor who, like, thwarts Paddington's plans. Um, I didn't look at IMDb. The last thing I recall him being in is uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, which I didn't see. But I did see Cloud Atlas. <laughs> and this renaissance for Hugh Grant is long overdue. I should say performances because he commits all these crimes as a maniac who performs all manner of drag. It's superb. Uh, there's a scene where Paddington breaks down um, precisely how to make the marmalade that is all over this movie, and it does what, like, Phantom Thread did for mushroom omelets. You will be so profanely horny for marmalade. It's nuts. Um, I also implore you to see Paddington 1 because it, it's so good. Watch it afterward, like a retrospective. Um, Nicole Kidman's incredible in it. It's hysterical. I could go on forever. Uh, anyway, this is all enveloped by Paddington's, like, rosy outlook, which, hand to my heart, is so sweet. It got me so weepy. And it's really, it's so inspiring. It makes me want to be a better man. It'll make you want to be a better person. Paddington 2 is rated PG for some action and mild rude humor. You might recognize Spencer's voice. He recently called about the fish guy from Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. So you can understand why we look to him for all things Paddington. Um, <laughs> thank you, Spencer. That was wonderful. Next up, this is a very good call. This is a very good call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Uh, this is Katie from Brooklyn, longtime listener, longtime caller. Um, I just had an exciting update I needed to tell you guys about that I feel like is relevant. Uh, to your interests um, pertaining to whether one celebrity knows another celebrity. Um, a friend of mine just posted an Instagram story of a text message she received from her husband, who is currently on a plane, and he said that the plane he's on, there was Fleetwood Mac was on the uh, the plane. Very exciting. I think it was a Los Angeles to New York plane, like sometimes you see celebs on there. Very exciting stuff. Um, and also Harry Winkler. The Fonz is on there, and also the rapper, rapper Fabulous. And apparently he is sitting next to Fabulous, and Fabulous asked Henley Wrinkler, the Fonz, hey, are you the Fonz? Um, I mean, I assume he said yes in the Fonz. Um, but uh, There You Go is a great, uh, it's a great moment where uh, Fabulous recognizes the Fonz, asks him, hey, are you the Fonz? I don't know if he knows the rapper Fabulous. My guess is that Henry Winkler didn't recognize him. I don't have intel on that. Good form, Bellathorne. Love you guys. Do you think Henry Winkler recognized Fabulous? Absolutely not. No? Yeah, I don't either. Literally, there's no way. There's just no way. Also, when you're like on a plane and kind of like just getting ready to do yourself, just kind of be in your own thing, you're not thinking about what anything that would make you recognize the rapper fabulous, you know? No. 
So it wouldn't click, but I do like this as a category of how celebs know each other, which is if you're flying like LA to New York or New York to LA or like these kind of like- Especially if you're in first class, yeah. Showbiz, yeah. Well, only if you're in first class, Mm -hmm. like these showbiz routes and you're sitting in first class or business class, like there is a slightly good chance that you'll be sitting next to someone else Mm -hmm. who is like somewhat famous. And that's why it's always funny when like tabloids write about celeb run-ins on planes. Mm -hmm. You know? It's just always funny when celebrities meet up in random places and have to know each other, even though the only thing they have in common is being famous. It's like they're all in this, like, they all work for the same company called Being Famous. And it's like, (laughs) oh, like, aren't we coworkers and, like, Being Famous Corp, you know? And you're like, oh, like, did you get the most recent, like, newsletter? I don't know. Like, are you, where are you going on vacation? They all all work for Hollywood. They're Hollywood. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it just, it's kind of funny. It's like people who are famous have to know each other. And we demand that as, like, a society when they're just people who likely don't know each other, you know? I mean, like, maybe you give, like, a, a knowing nod at a fellow celebrity, yes, I, maybe. I know you're, like, I see mm. that you're famous. I'm also famous. Yeah, but then, like, you don't really <laughs> want to interrupt them because you hate being interrupted, you know? Right, right, you right. Because then it's, right, the, right. And whenever they're at an award shows, everyone's like, who are you excited to meet? Who are you excited to take a photo with? Who are you so it's like, Meryl Streep. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Did you see Kelly Clarkson was talking about how, you know, she ran up to Meryl Streep at the Golden Globes and like they met and there are all those cute photos of them hugging when now Kelly Clarkson was asked about it. And she's like, I think Meryl Streep thinks I'm a freak or something like that. And it's like, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like Cardi B when Cardi B met Bono and she was like, Bono. ah!" And everyone was like, wow, Cardi B met Bono. Um, That's a thing. Who would you, who is the who love you would most like to be on a, uh, New York to LA flight with like sit next to in first sit class. next to sit next to and uh someone nice who you who you could conceivably talk to for you know six hours I'm trying to think of somebody who would talk a to who. me a who this is the first person that came to my mind is so rude who but um uh Kaylee Cuoco would oh be that's in- what I was gonna say no ah! you weren't no you weren't yes think she would be so nice and like fun and like you'd have this like the stupidest but funniest conversation uh that'd be really fun I think she has like a secret like I think she's like secretly like dark and I I would love to kind of just like blab with her for a little while yeah, that's the I mean that's the answer to the question. That's the only option for me. Kaylee Cuoco, right? Kaylee Cuoco. Oh yeah. my god, imagine being next to Kaylee Cuoco and like the jet blue mint and you yeah. both have your and maybe you find a movie that you both want to watch and you're like, let's push play at the same time. And oh it's my fun. God. You know, and you, you like leave Devil one Prada earbud together. out and you like have a convo like about the movie. And you're only yeah. gonna get one drink and then Kaylee's like, let's get a second. You know? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm like grinning, thinking about Kelly Cuoco. And then, like, maybe when you're over the Grand Canyon, you like are finally drunk enough, like, to ask about Henry Cavill. Oh my God! Come on, and then, that's the best. And then the, that's the and then best the end of life, She's like, I had a great time. Like, can I get your Instagram name? And you're like, <laughs> Kelly Cuoco would 100. percent If I were on a plane, or either of us were on a plane next to Kelly Cuoco after five hours of flying, you bet your ass I'd have her phone number in my phone. I would have her phone number in my phone and I would text her all the time. I think she would be like a good friend to us. <laughs> I think so too. You know what? Anyway, that seems doable. That's seems today's doable. that's today's uh uh insane fan fiction. Next Thanks, call. Next call. Thank you, Katie. In case you couldn't tell that was Katie from The Who's. Josh Dumel was just in a Taco Bell commercial. Please help me. Good form, Bella Thorne. Wow, a lot of you, I feel like once we bring up someone, it's like we call them to, it's like we're willing them to be, right? Like 
we talk about Josh Duhamel for like two episodes, and all of a sudden, it's Josh Duhamel it's got all a Taco us. Bell commercial. <laughs> I don't know how anyone could come to any other conclusion other than it's all us. It's all us. Anyways, I'll play a little bit here, but Josh Duhamel's in a Taco Bell commercial. What else is there to say? Fried, seasoned in Mexican spices, dipped in warm nacho cheese sauce. Sounds delicious. Someone doesn't want you to taste them. And it's all to promote their new French fries. The commercial is technically yeah. called Web of Fries. Yeah. And it's like a spoof of uh, sort of like psychological thrillers. Um, Can I ask a weird question here? This is kind of rude always, to Josh of course, Duhamel. Yes. This is kind of rude to Josh Duhamel. But we were talking about this at the Grammys, and I was talking about how, as you know and I know, when brands um, go to pick, they look to pick a demographic like for their audience. Like They're like, okay, we have Bud Light Lime. Who is like the ideal person that we see drinking it? And everyone's like, hmm, like Kaylee Cuoco. Like, we mm-hmm. want a Kaylee Cuoco type. That's just an example. And we were talking about Matthew McConaughey and how a lot of brands probably want, like, envision their product being consumed or worn or whatever by a Matthew McConaughey type because he's, like, classy, but he's also down home and he's also, he's relatable. I feel like Josh Duhamel is five or six steps away from the person that Taco Bell wanted for this commercial. And I'm not being rude, but I feel like they started with, like, um, Tom Cruise because they were doing like it's like a Mission Impossible thing. Yeah, you 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 shoot for the stars at the top, and then and you then kind you, of like who's your number? Who's your B? Who's, who's your C? You who's your D? Who's your E? I mean, I don't want to think about it now, but I bet we can map out exactly how far like everyone in between. Let's say Tom Cruise and Josh Duhamel. What's more I, interesting though, it is not everyone in between. It's who's directly above. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who said no before? Directly no before, right, like right before Josh Duhamel got. Can the call. I can I make a guess though? Yeah. Chris Pratt. I think he might be like two steps above. Okay, so uh, Chris, another Chris, Chris Evans. <laughs> you know what could have been? Like, Who? like, like Who? Dan Stevens or something, but he's British. Oh, oh, oh. But maybe Dan Stevens. It's a fun thought exercise if you listen to this podcast to think about who those people were. John Krasinski right above him. That'd be embarrassing because John, but he, like, yeah, he's well, sort he's of already like the action voice guy of now. Applebee's, right? He's he's action guy now. He's in the new Jack Ryan Amazon series. Right. I play uh, a, a father of one, and I find myself in the middle of this, this giant web of fries and and uh, am running for my life for most of the movie. Next up. Next Last up. Last call, please. Last call. Lindsay and Bobby. I just woke up, and I look at my phone, and I see that The Fascinator, Douglas Friedman, has posted a picture uh, of Jessica Biel. Um, in the three years that I've followed him on Instagram, I can only really figure out that he lives in Marfa, Texas sometimes, and that he is, like, a photographer and also maybe sells underwear. But he's also good friends with Martha Stewart and, like, maybe is dating Kevin Sharkey, her, like, underling, important guy in her life. Uh, but... Oh, and he also did a bunch of the elevator scenes from the Golden Globes, which is just, like, so confusing. So what does he do? Who is he? Douglas Friedman. Uh, Lindsay has in the doc, Bobby, all you. <laughs> well, I was like, I don't know who this is, and Bobby's like, oh, my God, I've been obsessed with him for a week. And I was like, oh, God. So, uh, so. Obsessed I feel like, with him. I feel like every, 
<laughs> I feel like every every four episodes, there's like someone that I discovered on Instagram. And guess what? Um, it's a gay male. Some gay guy I discovered on Instagram. So, uh, so the fascinator is this guy's name is Douglas Friedman, and I went through the same. I th- I think anyone who discovers Douglas Friedman, there's a you know, 80% chance you're going to discover him in the same way, which is the same way I did and the same way the caller did through Martha Stewart's Instagram. So I first saw him, I was like, who is this like, like very handsome, like older gay guy who's in all of Martha Stewart's Instagrams recently. And again, this was a few years ago and I clicked on him and it's just like, he calls himself the fascinator as in like the hat thing, the headpiece, you know? Yeah. Like British, like British. Um, And he's a photographer and that's, kind of it and so you're like why is he friends with everyone and so you go through his instagram and it's like why is he friends with martha stewart why is he always in the hamptons with martha stewart why is he always at martha stewart's dinner parties who is this guy he just takes photographs and he doesn't even take photographs of her food really aside from just personal photos for them so when you do a little digging just like the caller did um i'm more confident in this uh conclusion than the caller was but if you if you look far enough back and maybe search getty images as i did you find <laughs> take it one proof. step too far <laughs> if you take it one step too far you get confirmation that the reason this guy is, is martha stewart's friend is because he at one point dated or still dates like maybe he is partnered with um kevin sharkey who you will probably also recognize from martha stewart's instagrams because he's like the svp of martha stewart's company uh the svp the executive editorial director the executive creative director. He's basically the number two at Martha Stewart's media empire. And so they have been close for over a decade, maybe two. And I think they are together. So when you go back to Getty, the first image of them together is from a Douglas Friedman art show at Mm. some Huey gallery in New York. And Martha's there and Brian's and Kevin's there. And it's obviously like a favor of Martha. Like, okay, I'll come to your fucking new boyfriend's photo gallery thing but they've been together for a long time anyway my favorite thing about douglas friedman is that yeah he has a career he has a career so it's like he as the caller said he photographed those like sort of really good golden globes elevator uh photos do you remember those they like turned them into like funny gifts lee michelle did a really good one yeah the elevator um, like opened and then closed and opened again or something and they were like they changed clothes or they changed it was it's, it's, it's uh, it was they're, they're good they're good like Slow they're like motion, photo. They're like exaggerated slow motion, photo booths. Slow motion, high fashion photo booths are all the rage at, at award shows over the past couple years, and that was a good one. You know, mm-hmm, that was a good mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the funniest thing about his Instagram feed, though, is that it's all you know. It's basically a portfolio of his. It's like here's something I shot for Architectural Digest. Here's something I shot for something else. Here's something like blah blah blah, and then like suddenly a photo of his crotch. <laughs> and then it's like it's like my photography, my photography, my photography, my photography, my photo gosh. of his crotch. My photography, my photography. And so it's it's very jarring. And it's just he has an underwear brand, which is the funniest thing in the world because... Oh, because that's what he's... That's why the crotch. That's why the crotch. Underwear? And it's his oh. own crotch. So he uses his own crotch to sell his own brand of well, underwear. Well, why wouldn't you? Which, What's as far as I can tell, is just like normal underwear. Like, they're just like briefs. Right. Well, you found like Expensive one of the briefs. funniest interviews with him. 15 Minutes with Douglas Friedman. That's his real name, by the way. Douglas um, Friedman. Can I just read like the intro to this? The inter- intro is like, incredible. Uh, everyone is fascinated with the fascinator. His effortless looks, his limitless talent, and his candid ability to capture the divine essence of a space have captured the attention of designers and style makers around the globe. Oh my God. 
We spoke with the photographer to find out what he finds irresistible. And then the first question is, what about your Marfa home do you cherish the most? (laughs) And his answer is the pool. (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm, same. Mm." It's it's really good. Um, But this is really great. So he, typical, like, in true who form, he takes this branding moment that was in some magazine to promote his side hustle, which is, do you have any special projects in the work works? And he goes, a new collection of the Fascinator underwear and a new book in 2018. He wants mm-hmm. to be a Getty. He loves the 1975. Um, mm-hmm. And he wants to Same. have dinner with President Obama. I don't know. Two that's dozen. sort of it. That's sort of and it. his grandmother. Um, yeah, this is great. Thank you for taking down this terrible uh, rabbit hole. Um, and now we know who the fascinator is. Everybody's fascinated with him. Mm-hmm. Martha Stewart's collection of friends who? is like very fun, I think. We have to go back to 1997. I had just spent about six months trekking in Nepal, and I came back to Bangkok for some R&R. And I was shaving in the evening. I decided to keep the mustache because I was going to go out and kind of masquerade as a German tourist. And I liked it. It's never been off my face since. Um, anyways. That's um, it for today. With that great reveal of We have a really who. good, uh, we have a really good caller you're doing amazing, sweetie, at the end of the episode that you gotta listen to. <laughs> it's real. The it's really good it's really good it's i mean it's really kind of good. is it a caller doing me it's it's kind of a borderline caller doing me sweetie it's not like it's 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 a great call it's a great call but there's no real room for it anyway uh have a great weekend call 619 who them if you want to ask a question about anything if you want to comment on anything if you want to say anything else about the fascinator um Don't. and we will see you monday <laughs> thank you uh, and see you Monday. I already said that, Lindsay. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> you will drive us. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, this is Alex. Uh, long time, long time. Just calling to let you know that uh, tonight I'm in a bar in the East Village and uh, saw Dakota Fanning and my friends asked her for me if she is a gay icon and she said yes. Yes, she is. So uh, in reference to your caller, do your amazing sweetie, we have an answer. Um, love you. Good firm, Bella. Firm. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>